At the end of the day, you have a right to marry other women. Sure. I'm not going to shy away from I saying that, that because that's a right, right? Now, now you choose. You choose. Are you going to make the choice of what a higher power is going to tell you? Or are you going to choose what other people are going to tell you? I think as a man, you need to seek discomfort because you don't have it around you. Like, it, it will shape how you think of life. Um, so I remember getting my first camera. It was a very, like, small point and shoot. And okay. I had this idea of storytelling and I was never understanding of how to utilize a camera or how to pretty much anything that had to do with filmmaking, but I was always inspired with the films and the things, the media that I used to consume. And I was like, you know what? I want to create something and I want to see how it goes. So my very first short film that I made was about, it was in high school. I was in, I think ninth grade or 10th grade. And I remember it was about a guy who reads a book and anything he reads comes to life. Okay. So it was a big challenge and how I could even make that happen. So I remember like connecting with a lot of people and trying to make this vision happen. I don't really know why the push was there, but it was just to prove myself that I could do something that was quite new. So, okay. It's you versus the world then at that point. Yeah, it was okay. very, it was very, it was just something I wanted to try out. I was very interested and I was like, let me just see how this goes. And I had a wonderful experience from that. Um, I was able to create a short film that, you know, I got really sucked into my own world in my head. And I was able to envision a lot of things. And when you're able to put that into a camera and you see the result, it's pretty like shocking how art comes together. And when I got, when I got that first short film done, I was very much hooked. Okay. And then for you, I've seen your work, bro. It's all over. Uh, you have a few booking websites. It's, it's over Instagram as well. Yep. That shit's looking good, bro. I'm going to be you. so honest with you. I'll obviously put a few clips and, and, and people will be able to see <clears throat> your work and exactly what you do. And what got you into it, I don't know, I don't know if this resonates with you or not, but the reason why I work as much as I work is due to anger. Is that is that a weird concept to bring up? So you work out of anger, anger of what? Let me just put it this way. So I worked hard enough on my agency to be able to afford a car that I wanted for a very long time. Um, those who know me know exactly what car it is and bought it, right? And then the same exact day, within a week, I was in a parking lot and a person had pulled up with a much nicer car than me and i'm sitting there and i'm like how come i'm not getting that how come okay i worked this hard but how how did this person get this car and then that made me that made me work 10 times harder okay and that was a while ago that was let's say about like almost a year ago but now i'm at the level where i'm where i'm anger drives me I don't know if that's a fucked up thing to say, but anger does drive me. Anger to be in a position where you can afford those luxuries. Some okay. way, some way. I would say recently I've gotten more into that mindset and that headspace. Uh, before, it wasn't really that. Honestly, I was just very lost as a kid. Um, right now I'm like 23 years old. Uh, this is I'm talking about. So let me let me dive back. How, how, let's, let's go back into my past. All right. Um, in high school. I, so I graduated high school in three years instead of four. Okay. Uh, I was Tough. pushed by my parents to, you know, pursue that. And I was very confused at the time. I didn't know what I was going to be, who, what I was going to do. Typical brown parents, you know, pushed me towards the medical field. Okay. Um, but at that time, I just knew that I had to try new things to find what makes me happy. So before my itch was, what makes me happy, okay. right? Because you, you preach that happiness is the best thing to pursue and that you should always pursue your, your, your goals of inner happiness. And that's what we were told. Um, so I pursued it. I found, I was like, I don't really find joy in a lot of things right now. And I was like, you know, I see film on the big screen and I, I get motivated and I get, you know, intrigued about cinema. So I was like, let me try that. And when I started doing that, people started seeing me as like, yo, he's doing something different, right? That, for, first, that was a very big itch for me. 
Then mm-hmm. I was able to showcase that short film in a, in a, in a theater sure. for the high school theater. So that was a very inspiring moment where I felt like I did something special. So for me, I was very much driven by happiness. I was driven by, I want to do something that brings me joy. But I noticed that the joy only comes from the hardships. The joy only came from overcoming obstacles. That's so true. And by doing new things that I never thought I could have done. So I was a very much introverted person. I never fit in in high school, come from a very religious background, and I never fit in with the crowd. Okay. I... Now, now you do videography full time, and when I when I met you, it was it was just ambition on ambition on ambition. So that's kind of that, that was your drive. So I had a life coach ask mm-hmm. me this question once. I'm not gonna call him a life coach. He's not a life coach, but I had somebody let's just say ask me this question. He was saying, he was like, "What is what makes you happy? Why are you why do you want to be a millionaire? Why do you want to do all this stuff?" And I was sitting there and I was thinking and, and, and I was saying, okay, cool. So I have everything that I want, hypothetically, right? I don't care about these cars. I don't care about anything else on the side. I have everything I have. Why do I want to have money? What am I doing? So I'm going to ask you the same question right now. So there's two, there's two versions of me, which is, what, which is what I was trying to get at. Back then, the only thing that motivated me was being happy. And okay. financial means was not a factor. Like I didn't care. I just genuinely thought whatever money I make, I'll be happy. Like it was kind of like a, I don't know, mentally, if I had happiness, I'd be good. And I just had this very misunderstanding of how to achieve that. And, you know, along, along the, the way of life, you kind of figure out that there's a lot of things that ties into it, into mm-hmm. happiness. So I used to think the same thing. I was like, you know what, what if I do have everything? What do I want to do? And for me, it was bring change into people's lives. At the end of the day, I think that's everyone's goal, of philanthropy course. at some point. Um, but with videography, what I wanted to do is when I noticed that I could put my vision into a camera, which would translate what I'm feeling onto the big screen, which would influence a lot of people watching it. Right. Okay. That was the first taste of control of, you know, my inner expression coming out. And what I wanted to do later in my life was to influence, to, to take what I learned in life and to portray that onto the big screen in a manner that wasn't direct, but subtle. Okay. In a, in a story form that maybe if it's about my love for my faith and religion, right, to, towards God. Okay. I could add hints of it, not directly, not like as preaching, but about a story of a man who goes through hardships and has his faith in God and how does he get through life. Those little things, because we're, we're driven by story. Humans are driven by story, right? I love that. Okay. Story is very impo- impactful. If you want to teach somebody a lesson or you want to teach them something, it's all in storytelling. Right. We learn about in religion, if it comes to the prophets, like any religion, it's all how is it how is it shared through stories about prophets and all and so on and so forth. So for me, films taught me a lot. They taught me so much and they're very specific films that taught me. So I, I love that I was influenced so hard and I wanted to do that for 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 other people to share my knowledge. Now, from the money that I make from it, mm-hmm. I wanted to do philanthropy, especially <clears throat> okay. in my back home in Noapsha in Pakistan. I wanted to really do some philanthropic work. So that was the big idea. Uh-huh. Back then. Now it's slightly changed now, a little bit more. Slightly. Calling that slightly. So what's happened now is I've shifted from thinking that you should only pursue happiness to first become the best ver- version of yourself and to become financially free okay. because that allows you the ability to work on art forms or projects that are completely out of your passion. Okay, but what is happiness to you? What is happiness to me? I told you I'll put you on the spot. That's all I said. <laughs> What's happiness Very to you? Very deep-rooted question. Happiness right now where I find it 
is indiscipline. Very, very odd for me to say that because I was a very not, undisciplined not person. Not at all. I am a very undisciplined person naturally. I'm very chaotic by energy. I think a lot of artists are chaotic and there's a lot of free flowing energy within me. And when I, when I discipline myself and it, it'll be the simplest thing of making my bed every single day, becoming consistent with that, I feel more, I wouldn't say empowered, but I feel more competent. Yeah. Even though that's just a basic, <clears throat> yep. basic, yep. small task, but that allows me to do other tasks in which I hold myself accountable and I follow through with it. So for me, my happiness comes from discipline. My happiness comes from overcoming a lot of challenges because I've been faced with a lot of obstacles that tell me you can't do this. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. Now it's all mental in my head. I know it was just mental blocks, but I just wanted to prove myself that no, I have a dream. I have a goal. I want to achieve it. And anything that comes in my way, I'm going to, I'm going to literally destroy it or I'm going to go around it, maneuver around it, whatever it takes. Yeah. I want to prove it to myself because I want to be different. So for me, happiness came from that aspect because when you go to the top and you look back at where you were, that's when I feel a sense of happiness, a moment of happiness, but it's not something that's everlasting every single moment. And and here's the thing that uh, this is a lot of uh, something that entrepreneurs don't understand as much in order to to be an entrepreneur to a certain extent, you have to be an absolute dickhead sometimes. And people don't understand that. I'll give you an example. Um, my friends, they think I'm a fucking douchebag now. The reason why is because I don't have time to see them. Uh, I had a friend call me today, just now, telling me, hey, uh, we haven't seen you in a long time. Come hang out with us. I was like, I cannot. I am filming a podcast. Like you're and selfish is, because you're pursuing exactly, your own goals. Not, not only that, not only that, you have to be extremely manipulative sometimes in order to be in business. That, that, that doesn't apply to everyone specifically, but part of marketing, you have to, you have to apply to a feeling. You have to be able to... Uh, directly make a certain individual or your target feel something in order for them to come and, 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 and either do your service or be with you or whatever. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. For example, for you, you would use something along the lines of, I'm the best videographer ever. This is the moment of your life. And if you pick anybody else, they're going to fuck it up. Okay. okay. Interesting. This is the moment of yeah. your life. Why would you waste on anything less than me? So you could use that. Okay. For me, it'd be other things, right? So depending on the company. would you call it manipulative because you don't believe in yourself as being the highest value, uh, like you're providing the highest value service? Because I, I don't consider it manipulative. I, I definitely see that I'm confident in my services and I bring a lot of value to the table that I know my competitors can't. Well, that's the tip of the iceberg of the, of the business. Now there's, and this is something I would never usually say on camera, but there's things Uh-oh. and there's actions that you would do, <laughs> right? That would allow you to to cater to a, a certain individual's pain points and allow them to trust you in ways that they wouldn't trust somebody in your position. Another way that I do this is mirroring. So basically, you're going to repeat the sentence or you're going to repeat a couple of words, not in the same format and different format as the person that you are speaking to. And what that does is that there's a whole entire psychological thing that goes into it where that builds trust with the person that you are speaking to, even though they don't know you. Another example of mirroring is, let's say, for example, you're slouched, you're sitting like this. I'm going to sit just like you. I'm going to have the same body language as you. I'm going to have the same tone as you. I'm going to talk exactly like you. And that's going to make you more comfortable because that's dick. how you are. <laughs> that's how you are. So there's, yeah. there's so much that goes into it. People think it's sales is just sales, right? Sales is easy. You could go sell anything you want, so right? It's a lot of psychology, man. It's too much yeah. psychology for the mm-hmm. human mind to even sit there and start to comprehend yeah right 
Some it gets natural to a point, I guess. But it's not. It is manipulation, but it's not if you can do the service. If that makes sense. So that's why, man. I don't want to go into like uh, what's what's it called? A uh, rant or what? No, not a, a rant. Sure, you could say that. Um, but I don't want to go into the star signs and all that bullshit. But I'm a cancer, so they say we're, we're manipulated. You believe in that stuff? Hell no, bro. Okay, any good. woman, any person that does. You're giving power to it. Out. No, hell no. Uh, yeah, no, no, you're not. But I'm saying people who believe in it will give power to give it. Give power to it. That's yeah. one. And two, they're absolute psychopaths. So anybody watching this, if you believe in it, you're a psychopath. <laughs> I guess it's more subconscious within me when I'm talking to a client. I have become very, very strong at understanding people. Um, I did a lot of social events. I partook in a lot of social gatherings and, and, and directed a lot of like, you know, films. And I just got to meet a lot of different personalities. And that helped me understand how people work. And, you know, I talked about my issues or whatever it may be. And I noticed everyone was so different and I would try to understand why. Um, so psychologically, I would always think I'm, a, I'm, from, I'm always like an overthinker. I'm, yeah. I'm always thinking about little details. Right. So you, sure. I can notice how a person is and suddenly I can realize, like, what are their characteristics? Um, what could be their potential issues in life or like sure. what were their traumas? Like you can kind of understand by talking to a person for 10 minutes. But those things have become more subconscious to me. So when I'm trying to make a sale, it, those, those qualities and those, um, those years of just talking with so many different personalities have really come to light. And I know the type of person I'm talking to. For example, here's something really specific to my industry. The clients that I talk to are majority females. They're the brides. Okay. Because the girls are very much focused on the details of how their wedding's going to go. They're going to care about the smallest thing of their henna looking uh, beautiful to their the decor and everything. And usually when I talk to the guys, they just want to get married. They don't care. They do they're, not They're care. the volunteers. I'll be honest with you. No guy cares about. Okay, guys care about marriage. I'm not going to say that they don't. But the no marriage guy, itself. But they're not caring about the details, you know? And it's. It, I think that's a very just distinct quality between males and females. There's nothing wrong with it. And it balances out. Okay. Right? Because the guy's more focused on like, I need to make things go right and make sure my family's here, blah, blah, blah. The girl's more focused on how to make this look pretty. Okay. Right, so we think about functionality, and girls are thinking about how do I make this the most aesthetically beautiful thing ever. What do you What do you think about, uh, for example, if I want to go marry somebody, and her family tells me, "All right, you need to give me forty thousand dollars." What do you think about that? It's a. I mean, in Islam, it's allowed for the girl to ask. So even if my my feelings come in, in between that, she has a right to ask that. Right? She has a right in Islam to say whatever number she wants, and that's her that's her right in a sense okay, and that's so. given by god so i can't I, I i don't i would say personally i'm not in the position where i would be comfortable i would say hell no so so <laughs> doesn't that mean i'll have the right to marry multiple women then so yeah in islam yeah yeah 100 now we're getting to a controversial <laughs> topic a lot of people won't be okay with it subjective morality and there's objective morality i learned sure. this from muhammad hijab right it's a T talks about you know islamic topics and everything and um yep. it was very interesting to me so you get your values and your morals either by how your life is shaped your life is shaped up and the, the you know the experiences you've had in life okay and that's more subjective to you you might believe one thing if it doesn't harm someone if it's not harmful to one person then it's totally okay that is a subjective morality or you believe in objective morality which is that there are value systems Placed by a higher power, which knows better than us because we are the creation, not the creator. Absolutely. And those things sometimes may make you feel some way. And they, make, they may make you think that, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but 
those are objective moralities. Those are things that we believe are the truth. And okay. we do our best to align to those. Now, we may fall short. Obviously, we all do. But we believe that, that those are morals put forth by God. So things like, you know, having multiple marriages or being allowed to have multiple wives. It's a very controversial topic today. But if you're in a position where you're like the top of your game, where you've got all the finances in the world, you've got everything lined up for you, you have 100% right to marry. I mean, I, I don't know the full Islamic context people say is because uh, they were widows and, you know, prophets did it for other reasons. But at the end of the day, you have a right to marry other women. Sure. I'm not going to shy away from saying that, that because that's a right, right? Okay, sure. Girls sure. might not like it. We, we can get to that. I, yeah. I can also say that you, uh, as much as somebody thinks that they have the choice to do whatever the hell they want, in reality, they're doing it for a reason that's not their choice. Think about that for a second. Social norms, uh, trying to please maybe their family, trying to stay within a certain culture. Do you, do you think women like wearing five-inch heels taking off their shoes in the cold and walking in the cold? Do you think women like heels? Do you think they like having these long lashes that mess with their makeup? Do you, do you think that, that women like getting their, their, their self waxed every now and then? I think they do it to look absolutely fucking beautiful and they want to be this perfect version of a, of a female, but they're pursuing something that's never going to be achieved. So they're in this big cycle of how do I make myself look? Now, now, now you choose, you choose. Are you going to make the choice of what a higher power is going to tell you or are you going to choose what other people are going to tell you? For example, are you going to choose what society says you should look like and what you should do? Or are you going to choose what you believe in to do? Yep. And that's a characteristic that you will find easily you can you can tell a person apart for someone who's following society or for someone who's trying to f understand what objective morality is and what god has put forth and you're trying to stick by the truth it's very easy to just distinguish uh, uh uh what do you call it a sheep from someone who's trying to be a leader sure right i can see that especially in women like a lot of them like kim kardashian for example <clears throat> apparently you know all the girls love it but i, I think she's a terrible influencer for women Right. You're trying to you, you're photoshopping your body. You're trying to be, you know, and, and it's based on trends. It's based all on trends. Like you have a big booty today. You look beautiful. Right. Everyone wants to go towards that. But 10, 15 years from now, 100 years from now, things might completely change. Women want to change themselves to be this perfect image that they will never be. And here's the thing. Here's what pisses me the fuck off. So you have beauty products, OK, such as makeup that intentionally mess up your face for you to go and buy more of that beauty product that messed up your face. And women are not even realizing this. I personally, I've never been attracted to women when I see too much makeup. Thank you. And that is just comes to honesty. Like, I feel like the woman is sabotaging her own beauty because what happens when you get married and you take off the makeup? Oh, my Lord. Like, you're take a completely a different person. Take her to a pool. <laughs> Everything's melting off, man. Take her to a pool. And um, I, think, I think girls come around. When they get married and they, they notice that, they're like, you know, it, it's just two different personalities. You're doing so much makeup and then suddenly you're, you're how does the husband feel? When you completely take off that makeup when you're at home, but when you're going out, you're putting on so much makeup. You look like this doll, yeah. right? So I think, I think there should be a fine balance of like, you can do a, a light type of makeup, right? Try to make your, try to, try to like present yourself properly. And for women, makeup is a part of that for guys, not right. But it might be like shaping up our beards, but we don't want to go above and beyond. And like, you know, the, the women shouldn't be doing like crazy thing. Like today, the, the trends are insane. 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 And lips weren't even, back then, smaller lips were the trend. 
Yeah, that was lip fillers. You can get like, I mean, it's it's just crazy. You get into surgeries and all oh, sorts no, of things. Surgeries and stuff Plastic, like that. Do you, think, yeah. do you think they enjoy getting their body tweaked by surgeons and paying thousands of dollars? I, I think that becomes a, a something that's just preventing them from being happy. That's their sense of happiness, right? They just believe that, no, if I want to look sexy, if I want to look beautiful, I need to get this, then this, and this, and done. And that's because all the influencers who are in power right now, who have the 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 attention, it's not natural. So if At you all. make that the norm, then it, you know what are little girls going to feel comfortable with, right? So there has to be a change, and that change. And the, and the other thing is, we are the one. It's the women themselves who are empowering these females. It's not like oh, there's a game between someone's trying to do this. I don't think there's no, you know, person who's trying to make this happen and this disorder. The, the women look up to this. They want to look like, you know, Kim Kardashian. They want to look like this person, that person. But we have to change that. And they start complimenting each other. And they're like, oh, my God, I love your makeup. Where'd you get it from? What you doing? They, it's, it's a whole culture that goes into it mm-hmm. that, that makes everybody less confident. This is why you see a lot, of, a lot of women won't even go out without putting on makeup. A lot of women are not even comfortable in their own skin. As a man, we are forced to be comfortable in our own skin. Because anything else, we can't, we can't have it. Um, there was a, there was a video, uh, or a, a, an experiment of a woman who changed her identity as a man. Okay. So she, she didn't change, you know, she didn't change her, her, her physical appearance to, to be a man, uh, per se. She didn't change her, her biology per, per se. Uh, but he, she changed the way that she looks and she lived life as a man. And when, what was it? Like a, a week or two after something like that, after the experiment, she committed suicide. She could herself. She said that it's it's very hard to handle being a man. She said the way she men are treated. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember her name exactly on the spot. I got to look more into that. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of context there, but I definitely think that. Oh. So here's what I believe, right? Women's lives they should be they should be kept like as as nice and clean. Like if I have a daughter, and shall I will, I want my daughter to have the most beautiful life that she yeah. can possibly can. But I want to treat her what yeah I want to show her what what value man what value a man can bring to her life and you know what life is all about obviously there should there's going to be hardships that naturally come but she needs to be protected from the, the harsh you know world out there when it comes to men if i have a son i want to make him capable i want to make him competent right i wasn't taught these things i was very much raised from my from i was closer to my mom than i was to to my dad so i, I gained a lot of feministic qualities and i was kind of like kept away from from the fire and from seeing how crazy the fucking world is right and when yeah. you notice, you're like, man, if I were to get into a fight, I would just start trembling. Like if I were to see that there's potential threat in front of me, I, I would start shaking. You know, I wasn't confident enough to like speak my mind or say something or stand up on a topic, you know, or take a risk. Okay. And a- as a man, I think it's very much important that you need to be confident within your own skin. You need to be comfortable with how you look, how you feel. Like if you're not happy with it, then fucking work on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Improve yourself to the point that you possibly can and reach for the fucking moon. But as a man, you need to go through these hardships and you need to be strengthened up and, and toned up by going through these things. But women need to be kept as much as they can be protected from the harsh problems because that's where I think men and women defer. Absolutely. The man is supposed to, that's what we're losing today. And there's some females, unfortunately, they go through hardships, right? They go through hard lives and that's not on them. The circumstances may be or whatever it is. And you notice that they're so... Um, They've gone through so many things where you notice there's more male characteristics within them. There's a toughness in them. There's yeah. a the ruggedness yeah. in them. And, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but they ha- it was necessary for them to survive. Mm. And you notice that they're more like the men. They can connect more with men versus 
Um, the other females. And this is why men are not attracted to, to, to a figure that's not submissive to them. As much as you can call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. If I get married, the woman who I'm with will be submissive. She has to be submissive. And in order for me to protect a woman, because here, here's, we were talking about the, the question for happiness. Why do I want all this money? Why do I want all this, all this stuff in my life? Because I want to protect those who I love and I want to provide for those who I love, especially the woman in my life. Okay. So if I don't have authority over these women, if I'm not able to, you know, speak and protect them and, Tell them, hey, don't do this. This is, this is wrong. If I'm not able to build them up in any way, <clears throat> then I don't have authority over them. I cannot protect them. And what helps, money is a magnifier. So whatever, wh- whoever you are, money just makes you more. So for example- It amplifies of, the position you're in, the person exactly, you are. Exactly, exactly. I see what you're saying. Um, and I think- I think even naturally girls like to be submissive. Like it's, it's a thing. Like they want their man to be the man, right? They want their man to be the best man like out there. She wants mm-hmm. to be proud of who she's with. And even if she doesn't say that, she may not understand it. But intrinsically, I think it's there. What's, what's a high value man to you? Good question. I've been changing my mindset a lot and what it means to be a good man. And I'm trying to realize that in my own life. Okay. I think a good man needs to have control of his own life. He needs to have his affairs in order. And you need to not have a fucking war going on in your head. And a lot of us guys, maybe they're quiet or they're not talking or whatever it is. But we've got a lot of fucking darkness in us. And they don't have control over it. And what happens when you're, when you let those things overpower you is you are going to give into your impulses, to your vices and to a lot of the, the, what I, what I call weakness, right? There's pornography, there's all sorts of addictions. You turn to drugs, whatever it may be, but you lose control over yourself and over your future and you don't work on yourself to become better. So a good man would be someone who's in top physical form as well. So he can protect himself from threats. He can be confident in himself. And that confidence takes both mental work and it takes physical work, right? If you're in the top most form and I'm clearly not, but I'm getting there. And that's the goal for me. Like I want to have like a boxer's physique in two or three years, right? Sure. But for me to be in top physical form, my main concern is if there's a threat in front of me, can I handle it to the best ability, even if it's just landing one shot? Right. right. And a lot of guys act will act tough and, and, and threat violences will come. But as soon as you stand up and you actually go into the fight, a lot of them will dissipate. 100%, right? they, won't, they won't happen. hundred percent. hundred percent. Everyone is just talking. People have gotten so used to the idea of just talking shit and not doing anything about it because of social media. I yeah. have, I mean, I have friends who, hell, I got jumped once and, and, and I, I've seen, I know what those people are like who are just going to come out and, and actually fuck your shit up. And none of them, Almost none of them talk shit. They just go and do it. Mm-hmm. Talking shit is just to instill fear. You think you think you're gonna scare me? You're gonna do all these things. I never. Well, I never got into fights. I was the I was a shy kid who stepped away. I got bullied at times, and I would just kind of like let it happen. And a lot of and you know, I just didn't have the balls to fucking face up and like just land one shot and see what happens. You know, I was always the shy kid. I was the weak kid. I was just. I couldn't do one push up in middle school. What the fuck was I supposed to expect from myself? Sure. sure. And when you come from that kind of weakness, you don't ever want to be in that position again. You don't feel in control. Like you feel at the bottom of the fucking pit when you're surrounded by 50 guys, you just feel worthless. Absolutely. So physical fitness, you should be in the top, top form. And to get rid of that kind of feeling and regret that I had that I never really stood up, I started sparring a little bit um, just for fun, just if, just to know what it feels like to be knocked out. Like, you know, um, land a shot and we were wearing boxing gloves. It was all safety, but 
it was nice to get into safety. <laughs> it was nice to get into that kind of um, scenario because I feel like I want to get into it even more in the future. And I want to get into combat sports just so I can know how to use my body the right way, how to protect myself, to protect my family, to protect my wife. You know, you, you want to be prepared. Sure. A good man also needs to be financially stable and needs to provide for his family when shit goes down, when, you're, when your wife is in labor or she can, like right now we live in a world where, you know, the women have ability to work, they have their careers. They but, have the power, my friend. Yeah, they, they do. The power, they do. They Things do. have changed. And when, when it comes down to family values, what I think is when you have a family and when you have, when your wife's in labor, she's not going to be able to work. So don't rely on that. First of all, if you're thinking that you're going to rely on your wife, you're not, um, it's just a messed up thinking, right? You're, 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 you're not deferring how males and females are different. And again, it goes back to my talk of subjective morality, objective morality. What do you, what do you believe about in life? They're all core values. All these concepts defer because of core, because of core values. 100%. And for me, how I think is like, there's a role for a female, for a wife. She's going to be a mother and she's going to be taking care of the house. Now she can work still. Sure. Enjoy. Do what you need to do. Fine. That's fine by me. But your family will come first. You need to raise those children. You need to be there for them as a mother. The connection that you have is a lot different. So for a man, you need to be always out there securing your, your, your future with uh, securing like, uh, what do you call it? Financial yeah. security for your family. You need to provide that. Right. Your children will look up to you as like, dad, 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 when shit goes down. So you need to be a good man means you're responsible. You got your own shit together. You've got your affairs in order. You're financially secure. You're emotionally in control. And you know who the fuck you are. I 100 percent agree with that. And here's the thing, men, we're not meant to be equal. And I don't understand nowadays people telling us we should be equal. You should get we should get equal pay. I don't believe in equal pay. I believe whoever can do the job better should get better pay. I don't believe in, okay, if, if a woman is able to, hell, I'm not going to hire a man to take care of my, of my child if I, if I do have a child in the future. I'm not going to hire a man to do that. I will pay a woman, a woman, a woman more to take care of my child than, than hire a man to, to do that. I believe there's women jobs. I believe, I believe there's men jobs, 100%. Who do, you think, who do you think for teachers? This is very, I don't know, it kind of bugs me. So for, for teachers, were you ever influenced more by female teachers or male teachers? Female teachers. Okay. 100% female teachers, uh, to a certain extent, because school doesn't teach you how to uh, emotionally provide for yourself. School doesn't teach you how to start a business. School doesn't teach you a lot of things. But the only reason is that females and women as a whole, they are more emotional creatures. So they allow you to get a little bit more with your emotional side. That's why a lot of men have female friends. A lot of emotional, sensitive men have female friends because they are able to uh, speak with those people, okay? Now, granted, I don't believe in male and female friendships whatsoever, but when you speak to a woman, you're more inclined to tell her how you feel. But if you're with your guy friends, you can't really do the same thing without looking like a bitch. <laughs> Sometimes, I'll be, I'll be yeah. very honest with you. That's why I've just, uh, I've kind of grew to bottle everything up and take it out using anger and put it into work. Interesting. I had to learn a lot of those characteristics. I was the one who would always bitch and moan about his problems. I, I hated that. Now that I look back on my life, I hated that I did that because, you know, I 100% agree that, you know, every, I used to think that the world did me wrong. I was victimized or blah, 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 whatever. Like, even though there were small problems compared to other That's people's problems. That's what they teach you. That's what they teach you, my friend. Yeah. And I, I would live in this world that, you know, I was wronged. I was wronged. I was wronged. And I just noticed I never got anywhere with it. It just, it, like, no matter how much I accept it, 
nothing changes like you still got to live with it right whatever you think you were wrong for you still got to live with this so what the fuck are you gonna do about it in life you're just gonna keep living in the cycle of like i was hurt i was wrong they need to you know they need to fix this like you it and, doesn't and, and, yeah. and people come and tell you oh you're hurt you're depressed it's okay things will get better no the fuck it won't it will not get better you gotta gonna tell you everything. things things is gonna be okay it's fine it only lasts for a little bit here take this pill this pill will make you feel better are you fucking kidding me you're telling me that there's one pill that's going to work for each and every single person to make them feel better, let alone work for anybody you think is going to postpone. This is why people take drugs, my friend. People take drugs to stay away from something, to, to, to not feel something for a certain amount of time. But you're, you're not escaping it. You're postponing Let's talk about that. I'll, I'll, t- I'll be a little bit more personal. Um, I had, in a nutshell, I had daddy issues. <laughs> okay. So okay. for me, I didn't have a role model and I was going through a lot of crises and, and I didn't know what my life was going to look like in the next 10 years. I was just bombarded with ideas and I was completely overflowed about what my life should look like. And everyone was telling me, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. This is what you should do. And they're all in different areas. So for me, I had this breaking moment when I graduated, I was about to graduate high school and I, I tried weed for the first time. Okay. And I tried it and thinking... Because there was all, all these potheads in high school. Okay. Been and I would, see them, I would see them smoking behind my house and all this stuff. And I was like, man, maybe that shit works, right? Maybe it really does get the job done. And I smoked it thinking that it was going to resolve my issues. Biggest fucking mistake I ever did. Nothing happened. I just, I, I felt like escapism for a second. But the reason I took it was to find a solution to my problem. Because everyone I turned to was not able to provide that solution. But when I tried to, you know, to weed thinking it was going to do that, bro, I was just like confused. I was like, this is only amplifying my problem. I'm becoming more and more. Um, I'm thinking about my problem. I'm becoming paranoid. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking about this problem even more. Nothing's helping me. I'm only make, I'm only digging a deeper hole. And when I got out of the high, you know, my mom caught me the first time I ever smoked. It was the funniest shit ever. And I told my mom all the problems and I just felt like even worse than I ever did. And I was like, the smoking does not help me. It wasn't the pain I was trying to escape. I was trying to solve it. I never wanted to accept it. I wanted to solve my problems. Mm. So for me, I knew drugs were never the answer. When I figured that out, I mean, it had to either be some crazy ass drug, right? Or weed. Yeah. And, and, and it was like, it was either just like, it had to be the strongest drug out there. Otherwise you know, this drug thing was not going to solve anything. So I was like, nah, this ain't, this ain't the way there has to be another way. So then I turned to different things and I tried to better my life and I didn't have much control in my life, but whatever control I did, I went to the maximum extreme of it. And I envisioned a life that was worth pursuing. And that's what helped me get out of my state of depression. Okay. Okay. I believe we're fed a lot of these things. And I believe that the, the, there's a system instilled in us that, that, tells us it's better to escape than it is to face our issues. Uh, another a huge example is TikTok, social media. You don't feel good about yourself. Here's some videos to make you feel better. You're not, you're not. There's comments. There's so many comments of people commenting saying, I was having a bad day until I saw this video. I was feeling depressed until I saw this video. The reason why I'm not depressed anymore is because I'm watching your channel. No, fuck no, because the second that guy doesn't upload anymore, you're back to being depressed again. You're not relying on yourself. So, okay, you don't, you don't feel good. Here's some shit to make you feel good. I promise you buy this. We're going to make you feel good. We take your attention because attention is the new currency. Okay. If you can get attention on somebody, if, if you, even attention grabs you money, right? Because attention can be monetized as well. So, well, today that's what it is. That, that's, that's where the business is. 
Exactly, exactly. Attention is, if you have attention, you're winning in life. You have influence. You, you have yep. a huge influence, mm -hmm. right? So they, they tell you, oh, okay, you're not feeling good. I can fix it. Here you go. Take this. Take these pills. We could do this for you. We could fix this for you. Whatever. Lies. All lies. The only way you can fix it, and I will tell you this right now. The reason why I started my business and the reason why I started my agency and was able to prosper and do as well as I could do right now is because I cut every single person off. Right. I had best friends, friends that I haven't seen for months as I was building this agency. I was waking up at five in the morning every single day. By six, I'm at the gym. By eight, I'm out. From eight to 12, I don't speak to nobody. I'm current. I'm just working, working, working. 12 and up, let's say 12 to four, I'm having meetings. I'm talking with business owners. I'm talking, I'm learning. After four, I'm out there learning, studying, reading books, meditating, doing everything in my power in order to escape and be able to become competent enough and learn better during those four months of my life i have learned more than i have learned throughout my whole entire life i can say that confidently do you feel that you have more control over yourself now a million percent a million percent i don't i don't uh, it's a little personal but i don't watch porn for example i think it's completely disgusting i don't do a lot of these things that men do nowadays i don't for example hang out with women i don't do any of those things and it's a flex people people say oh you're, you're flexing you're hanging out with women you're a cool guy good for you right all distraction i promise you all distraction it's not a in my eyes it's not something that that brings you value where i am right now i'm in that journey right now for example and when i hang out with people i always ask myself am i finding any value from this time that i'm going to be spending with these people right now 100 right and i ask i ask myself i'm like right now with my circle as it was before i feel that I'm providing value by the things that the topics that I'm bringing up, talking about maybe money or talking about how I can change myself or even something stupid as like New Year's resolutions, right? I don't even I don't even go down that route. I don't even think of my years like that. I think of my life as chapters, but let's just say even that. And I hear people out and I'm just like, man, y'all like really don't have goals. Like, like, is this it? Is this how you're thinking? And I think about the time that I'm spending with guys and you're hearing about you know, gossip, you're hearing about who broke up with who or what's the latest drama and what's going on on Twitter. And I never got on Twitter. I stay away from TikTok. I have my Instagram is my business uh, Instagram. And if I want to share something that I learned, I, I utilize that, but I have my notifications off. So if I get any cool. DMs or anything, I keep it off. Snapchat, same. I don't even utilize it. I don't think I have streaks with anyone, not even with my girl. <laughs> so Tough. it's it's just like, I know these became distractions when I noticed like why, and even the news I cut off. I'm like, what value am I getting from the fucking news? It's making you feel, and here's a little joke. You hear um, Geo News in the morning for Pakistani culture. You wake up and it just sounds like depression and it sounds like the world's ending. It's like, -na 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 -na. Yeah. and I'm like, what is this tone? And it's like, you notice that every news channel is profiting off fear. Every, you, when you notice that everything around you is a business and you, you kind of sniff out what they're going for, what they're motivated from, you start seeing that everything's a distraction. Everything is a, distraction. a business. People, I, I told you, attention is the number one thing. If you can get your attention on, on anything ever, you're winning. Yeah. And, and, and my parents would always watch Geo News or AeroI News and all these news channels, right? Man, I mean, the effects, they got creative with it. They started putting in like nice. creative effects. And I was like, God damn. And you would notice that when you're watching it, suddenly your worldview is changing to that the world's ending. This is happening. That's happening. And, you know, we're resilient as human beings. We always get through whatever is happening in society and in life. I mean, we've been through so much god knows and we're not, we're in a good time right we're not going through anything harsh in that way of like world wars and things like that and i think i think men are sensitive right now we're built to be sensitive we had our, our grandparents fighting in wars and we're out here fucking crying because a woman left us 
people are, are nowadays way too sensitive, my friend. And and if you because our, our capacity has changed too, because when you're experiencing high level events and ca- catastrophic events like that, I mean, bro, it's happening right now. In like Palestine, it's happening in you know Muslim Muslim communities and and, and and countries they're going through a lot of hardships but our world is so different that our capacity is also different right so our hardest thing my our hardest thing is so different from someone else's hardest thing it's our narrative and our, our, our perspective as well i had the the i'm gonna call it privilege because i learned a lot from it i learned what it's like to be completely rock bottom and i've learned what it's like to be at the very top as well when i was in my country i was shot i was shot at it. there was a lot of things that happened I could have been, I, I would not have been here sitting with you, speaking to you right now. And I have seen some crazy things. There was people dead outside of my house. And I was, as a child, looking out my window at multiple occasions, seeing them laying on the floor. I come to America and people are telling me that, that life is hard because their girlfriend dumped them. Get the fuck up, man. This is, this is why I don't understand this t- today's generation. I, I don't, I, I was never, ever, ever, ever part of that generation. I was never understood within that generation and i never fit in anywhere and i'm so glad i never fit in anywhere let's say times go even better than where we are right now they're so comfortable and you have no hardships around you and you're financially free and everything is provided to you i think as a man you need to seek discomfort you need to seek discomfort because you don't have it around you like it it will shape how you think of life 100 percent. because if you don't have those things going on then be prepared be prepared for things that can go down. You, it, it's like you need to create those problems so that you can overcome them too. Like sometimes that has to be done. I have not shared the experience that you have. And I can't say that, you know, like because I didn't go through that, I'll never be able to reach the toughness that you have, for example. But I could do everything in my power to find other areas of becoming tougher as a person so that if the day comes where someone is threatening me or there's shots being fired outside, can I handle that fucking situation? Right. So mentally, are you have you even thought about those things as a man? We live a life where if you go back thousands and thousands of years, we, we're living like kings and queens. Just 100%. relative relative to that, yes. But in our society, we might feel like, oh, you know, we need to be at the top. We're not at the top. We're middle class, blah, blah, blah. But compared to history, we're, I mean, we got a roof over our head. We got all the food we need. Go to the grocery store, buy whatever you want. It's all, it's all narrative and perspective. I think as a man, you need to seek discomfort. You need to seek discomfort because you don't have it around you. Like it, it will shape how you think of life. 100%. Because if you don't have those things going on, then be prepared.